It was invisible, as always. On election day, America is Republican until five or six in the evening. It is in the last few hours of the day that working people and their families vote, on the way home from work or after supper. It is then, at evening, that America goes Democratic, if it goes Democratic at all. All of this is invisible, for it is the essence of the act that, as it happens, it is a mystery in which millions of people fit one fragment of the total secret together, none of them knowing the shape of the whole. Theodore H. White, The Making of the President, 1960. In Theodore White's now canonical telling of the legend, the sacred democratic ritual begins as silently as snow falling on a serene New England landscape. His beautiful rendering of America's political system offers a comforting image of a peaceful process that reveals itself to a citizenry that rises the morning after an election to gaze wondrously upon the glorious results of their efforts, like watchful children awakening to the winter's first snowfall. The beauty of the voting booth, seen through the lens of Teddy White's inspiring works, is how our glorious republic moves forward. Except when it doesn't. In those moments when a cultural shift is so sharp and sudden that its impact jars the political class out of a deep slumber, there is nothing gentle, nothing amiable about politics. These moments are more Norman Lear than Norman Rockwell, and the aftershocks seem all the more violent because few ever see a great political unraveling coming until after a Washington coalition crumbles and consensus disintegrates into cacophony. This book tells the story of the unexpected rise and self-inflicted fall of the modern Republican Party, a movement that found a path to power in the middle of the 1960s and went on to dominate American life for 40 years. With the National Grand Old Party seemingly on a glide path to ideological and demographic irrelevance as a presidential force, it's difficult to remember, but we used to be the ones to beat. From 1968 to 2008, Republicans lost only when Democrats took care to sound more conservative than liberal. Between Richard Nixon and Barack Obama, the only Democrats to win the presidency of the United States were two white Southern Baptists who sought office by positioning themselves as non-traditional Democrats who understood the failings of liberalism and appreciated the virtues of conservatism. Republicans were not beyond the mainstream of American politics. For that 40-year period, Republicans were the mainstream of American politics. But as conservatives endure two terms of Barack Obama and face the possibility of eight more years with a Clinton in the White House, all too often these days it's the Republicans who sound angry, extreme, and too out of touch. If the GOP wants to regain its place as a decisive force in national politics, it needs to re-engage with its real legacy which is one of principled conservatism combined with clear-eyed pragmatism.
We Republicans have been at our best when we're true to one of the deepest insights of conservatism, that politics, like mankind itself, isn't perfectible in a fallen universe. And if we continue to let the perfect become the enemy of the good, then we will continue to dwindle in influence.